0: This is Dr. Kate Eckert with the Form, Function, and Flow Lab podcast. I'm a chiropractor, yoga instructor, anatomy junkie, and movement educator, and I am looking forward to exposing you to all sorts of ways that you can prehab your body to avoid injury and maintain those hobbies, activities, sports that you love to do. And we'll also be focusing a lot on the pregnant and postpartum journey and making sure that you can return to those activities that you love, or even keep doing them while you're pregnant. It's Dr. Kate, and this is the part two to my hip journey. So uh, last week I told you how I developed really severe, sharp hip pain last year, a year ago around this time and why I wasn't surprised and why um, that might seem I would love to go around to all the different dancers, cheerleaders, gymnasts, all yogis, that kind of thing. And, and warn them, please do some strength training, strength, train the crap out of yourself so that you not just strength train, but symmetrically strength train. So you can protect your joints Centrate those important joints so not just your hips, um, yogis are famous for getting injured in their shoulders, and it's often because of asymmetries that we create with the activities that we love. Because just like throwing sports or those kind of things, you're gonna develop asymmetries because you're doing one-sided activity. Yoga, I have found especially. Um, ashtanga yoga or vinyasa yoga with lots of um, down dogs and hop throughs and arm balances. You're doing a lot of push and not very much pull. So you're not having symmetry of the joints. So if that is what you love to do, you should do prehab exercises to avoid an injury and keep you doing what you love longer. A lot of people that come into my office, I'll give them, and I know that's what they love to do, we will go over, you know, I want you to get a band and do some back work and try to keep things symmetrical so that you can do this activity that you love so much. So for those dancers and gymnasts or anyone that is hyper mobile in that way, um, in their hips, I'd love to go around and, t- and tell them the importance of learning how to Centrate, centrate, centrate those hips. Um, so the uh, uh, the why for or not the why, but the how did I go about um, rehabbing myself is it's kind of like a roundabout way, and it's more whole body approach because you really. If it's, if it's painful in this area, we don't necessarily treat that painful part. And rubbing any muscle in through my hip was not going to fix the problem that I had. I didn't really do any myofascial release on the hip where it hurt, which was right um, in through the front. I did do some myofascial um, work on my glutes and adductors just to increase blood flow and that kind of thing. And I did do some release work on my pelvic floor myself because another area that is often tied into how our hips entreat and how our hip works and pain there is our pelvic floor. So I had that, you know, I'm prone to all that ligament laxity from being a yogi, dancer, cheerleader, to um also having two kids last one was over 10 pounds pelvic floor um was put to quite a test and then um not keeping up with my exercises after after that so kind of the perfect storm so where i started was not through stretching it because remember it was a sharp pain and we don't stretch into that sharpness. Um, I started with, uh, working on my adductors. So your adductors would be your inner thighs. And if you think of how they're connected, they connect up into the pelvis and then out onto your leg bone or your femur. So if those two points shorten, they're going to draw the femur closer to to the midline. And that's, think of that as a way to center that ball of the femur into the joint. Now there are a ton of muscles attaching in and around um, the glute hip region, going from tailbone to leg bone, femur, um, and that kind of thing. So I did do some glute work. So if you peel back the layers, remember that, so we're talking, this happened in 2020 and I had my son who was over 10 pounds in 2019. So not, he wasn't super young or anything, but it wasn't that far away. And sometimes when you have a kid, um, your center of gravity gets off. And we talked about this a couple of podcasts ago with mom, but so your belly gets bigger. You're clenching your glutes to keep from pitching forward. And that clenching doesn't really make you strong. It actually the muscle and, and doesn't allow great blood flow and that kind of thing. So I might've still been clenching my glutes a lot with stress, with, leaning over patients and treating patients all day so my glutes were not firing how I wanted them to and that also doesn't support your um, hip joint so I was using things like the gorgeous ball to kind of increase blood flow and get that area woken back up doing things like um, lunges squats um, I was using my vibration plate, which if you've been in my office, we have a hypervibe, vibe um, vibration plate and I would stand on it and I would do a variety of different lunges at different angles, um, and working on my balance and proprioception in my feet. So, um, just letting everything talk to one another. And I always do these workouts barefoot because I want the most sensation from my feet, um, getting lots of good input into my brain. So that's um, one nice thing about working out at home or in my office is I barely ever wear shoes. The only time I wear shoes is to spin um, when I'm working out, but you want all that great info coming into your brain and working its way up the chain. So I would do do the lunges, squats, deadlifts and that kind of thing on the vibration plate I would do um, that after I had warmed up the area with the gorgeous ball to bring awareness to that area so that I was able to recruit it before doing it. And then I would also do um, some breath work and pelvic floor relaxation. And I would use the gorgeous ball and the tune-up balls to work on the pelvic floor release. So with the tuna balls, which is like the size of a tennis ball, um, I would do the sacred tuberous ligament. Now that ligament goes from the bone you set on to your tailbone area on both sides. So I have videos of it. It looks rather funny to do it. You can do it on on a wall. So you're like scooting your butt up and down against the wall, or you can do it seated, whichever is easier for you. Um, And then I... You can use the cordless fall just by sitting on it, bringing awareness to the pelvic floor, trying to get it so fully relaxed. Because remember, when you're having sharp, excruciating pain, it puts you in fight or flight mode. It is very hard to be um, relaxed and able to restore yourself when you're in excruciating pain. So doing the breath work helps to downregulate the nervous system, get yourself to relax, because even if it wasn't a huge problem before, you are going to clench up to protect yourself against that pain. It's just what your brain does. Um, so because of the pain, I knew that I was tucking my butt under, squeezing, because I was like, oh my gosh, when's the next time this is going to catch me when I move my leg out to the side and it's going to hurt terribly. Now, my hip did not hurt at all when I was neutral. So that was wonderful because I could be totally pain-free if I chose to walk in a very parallel kind of a way all the time. But I like to do things. I like to do yoga. I like to not have to kneel at the head of my table to treat patients. So I was very motivated to fix this problem. Um, so we've got the breath work, relaxing the pelvic floor, the vibration plate with the different whole different variations of lunges, squats, deadlifts. Now, when I say deadlifts, I mean stiff legged. Uh, I just use the kettlebell kind of a thing. Uh, and you don't even have to use the weight. You can it's just about, a, um, bringing awareness of your brain to those hamstrings and, glutes to get them to engage. It doesn't really have to be about building gains in the gym or anything like that. It's more of the functionality behind it. Um the other thing that I did was do I did um some adductor release so that inner thigh that I talked about earlier. Um after I did the release, I did um, some strengthening. So like a Copenhagen plank, Copenhagen plank, planks. Um, and this is one area. So I did a ton of the pelvic floor stuff after having my son. And so that would be the dead bugs and the bear crawls and all those great things. You know, I could, those are, I'm great at those. I kind of got again, lazy and I went to do a Copenhagen plank, which is on your side using your your inner thigh to support yourself. And I nearly died. I was so, so weak at those. I was like, there has to be some mistake. This is insane. I don't even know how I'm this weak at this. Um, and that was really a pivotal point. Like I did not know this about myself. I let this slip and wow, this is dysfunctional. At uh, Putting it lightly. Um, And surprisingly, my right adductor or inner thigh was way weaker than my left, which the left is the the painful side. So remember, the dysfunction is not usually where the pain is at. So my dysfunction was an almost completely non-recruitable inner thigh on the right side, my pain-free side. As opposed to, I mean the left needed work too but drastically different from the right so the that inner thigh engagement and I started off really small because there was no way I could do a side plank with the inner thigh in recruitment at first so you know baby steps to kind of be able to recruit that and engage that again and working through those those different, things to get the core nice and stable and engaging the lower abdomen to help with that stability of, of the pelvis and centrating those joints and the pelvic floor. So all very important parts. And I want to, I think I have a podcast on this that talks about consistency being the key. This is, This is what I mean by consistency. I did these exercises at a minimum five times a week for probably 15, 20 minutes, probably more than probably 15, 20 minutes every single week for six months, six months. That's a long time. Um, And I got to be able to, I can do Lotus now, um, which is, cross-legged with your feet like folded up if you're not into yoga um i was pain-free way before that but to get that range of motion in a way that i felt was safe and uh comfortable took took much longer so i think that's something i want to put out there is to not get discouraged so if you get exercises from your PT, your athletic trainer, your chiropractor, anybody like that, and you try it for one time or one week and you say it didn't work. That is not true. You need to give it way more time and actually put in the time and effort before you can say that it didn't work. Because I am telling you, I couldn't even sit crisscross applesauce with my daughter. And now I can do anything and everything that I want to and it just took it took time and I couldn't do it after doing one set of side planks either it's knowing that I found a spot that's dysfunctional and I'm going to do the time effort homework all that to bring stability back to that place so my lesson for all my fellow young dancers and gymnasts and yogis that are out there and doing those awesome scorpions and all those things I used to have fun with in gymnastics cheerleading those kind of things please do your strength work as well so that you don't end up with needing a hip replacement when you're in your 30s or your 40s because it does happen and if you're just wired like that with super um, hypermobile uh, ligaments, you need to protect yourself so that you keep those joints healthy for the long run. So let me know if you have any questions and I will talk to you next week. I look forward to working with you guys. And if you have any topics that you'd like discussed, make sure to comment below and let me know because I'd be happy to share all the knowledge that I have on those issues.